Hi, this is Stuart Weems, and thanks for listening to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy-to-understand insights, strategies, and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. In this episode, I'd like to talk about income protection insurance. Now, I appreciate it's not necessarily the most exciting topic of the world, but for most people, insurance is a necessary evil. So what I'd like to do is just talk about the key components and help you understand how you can get better value for money in respect to income protection insurance. So let me first start by saying that I think uh, a person's ability to go out and generate an income is probably their most valuable asset. It's an asset that's worth probably around three, three and a half million dollars for most uh, professionals that are starting work at age 25. You know, if you think about what is the value of your after-tax income from age 25 right out to age 60, it's around about $3 million, which is considerable. Now, most people's retirement strategies are premised on the assumption that we're going to be able to get out of bed every morning, go to work, and contribute a portion of our after-tax income towards saving or investing for retirement. So if we weren't able to get out of bed for an extended period of time, then for most people, their investment strategy is going to suffer. You know, if I have a car accident on the weekend and I can't work for the next seven years, that will, without a doubt, put a dent in my financial strategy. And um, it will take many, many years to recover from that, if, if at all. So we hope the risk of it occurring is low, but if it does occur, it will have a significant financial impact which for most people won't be comfortable wearing. So let's talk about the key components of income protection insurance in terms of the parameters of certain products. So the first thing is that most people can insure up to 75% of their gross income. The reason why insurers don't allow to insure 100% is because there's no financial incentive, obviously, to return to work after illness. Um, for most people, there'll, there'll be a benefit period, and the benefit period is really how long they will pay you a monthly benefit for um, during the situation where you're either fully or, or partially incapacitated and you can't work. Uh, the best benefit period is out to age 65 when you can start accessing your super fund. The other key component is the wait period, which is really how long you have to be out of work for or off work for before you can start claiming a benefit. Um, and you've got lots of different options there. 30, 60 or 90 days uh, tends to be the most common wait periods. Uh, in terms of the type of cover that you get, there's two style of contracts, indemnity and greed value. Indemnity means that you have to prove your income at the time of claiming. So you might insure, for example, $10,000 of income per month. But if you've had a, a change in employment or change in roles or whatever, and you're actually earning only earning $5,000 a month, well, then your benefit will be calculated based on 5000 not 10000 despite you paying a premium based on the $10,000 worth of cover. Therefore, we always recommend agreed value. Agreed value means that you prove your income when you first take out the insurance policy, and irrespective of what you're earning before you became incapacitated, that's the amount that they'll consider when determining your benefit. Now, we typically don't recommend income protection insurance inside super, and there's a couple of key reasons for that. The first one is uh, you, you can't have agreed value contracts inside super, so it's all indemnity. Secondly, um, superannuation policies relies on only a duties definition. I'm going to get into definitions in a second. So it's very sort of weak cover. And thirdly, um, for the provision of partial incapacity and, and rehab uh, benefits and so forth, 
um, there, there just aren't any of those auxiliary benefits. And if you're off work for a long period of time, you're probably going to need rehab and you're going to probably want to have a stage return to work. So they're really key. In terms of choosing the right insurance company, the things that you need to consider is three components, the cost of cover, the quantum of cover, and the quality of cover. Now, the quality of cover, the cost and quantum are pretty self-explanatory. The quality really goes to how deep is the cover and how strong is the actual insurance contract. So with respect to give you a really good example, with respect to income protection, what you want is to have a few definitions that you can meet to determine whether you are partially or fully incapacitated. So a really good contract will typically have a three-tier definition. A duties definition, meaning you can claim if you're unable to perform one or more of income earning duties. An hours work test, so that is that you can claim if you're unable to work more than, say, 10 hours a week, you'll be considered totally incapacitated and more than 10 hours partially incapacitated. And then a loss of income uh, test, so that if your income is reduced by more than 20% as a result of your injury, you're then in claims territory as well. So, you know, you can imagine you might, uh, the broken leg example, uh, that I, I just spoke about, um, I might be able to do my, my, um, uh, duties and so forth, um, but maybe I just can't work a full week. You know, um, these sorts of things. Uh, if you've, uh, so self-employed, for example, you might be able to do everything and you can do all the duties and you can work 40 hours, but not to the pace you used to work. So then you can use the loss of income test. So that, that really goes to the quality of the, um, the actual product. And that's really important to understand before you actually take out the insurance contract. Um, Okay, so how do you reduce the cost of cover? Well, the first thing I would say is get better value for money. So make sure you've got a good quality product, um, and that goes to things like definitions and so forth, so get advice on that. Um, Some tips. Typically, a 90-day wait period is the cheapest option to go for. Uh, so you need to consider whether that's appropriate, but if you're on a 60 or, or 30 or 60-day wait period, then reducing your wait period might actually um, provide some significant savings. Sometimes it could be half the premium. Uh, having some cover is better than none, so instead it's not an all-or-nothing uh, proposition. So if you find your income protection insurance is creeping up in, in cost, maybe consider reducing the benefit, um, the, the benefit insured. Um, you can possibly establish what's called a split policy so that around about um, anywhere from 60 to 80% is paid by your super fund and then you and then you only have to pay the remaining portion um, and so that that just uh, helps it from a, a personal cash flow perspective so they're called split policies uh, and you can negate the the downsides to having the the party inside super what I just spoke about. Um, and uh, review the market. You know, go to a non-aligned advisor that can compare all uh, uh, insurance company offerings, and um, maybe they can help help you get uh, sort of better quality cover in place. So that's it. Income protection insurance. Uh, it's really a cost of doing business. It's an investment cost, if you like, um, and it's a necessary uh, cost for most people. And I hope that helps you better understand it. Bye for now.